0: Does that sound good? Sounds,
1: sounds good. So okay. uh, I guess we'll get this started. And welcome to Die Hard on a Podcast, where today we'll be discussing Hard Target, uh, the John Wu classic <laughs> with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, this, again. Again, this is actually the second time. The first time we um, did this podcast, it didn't work out very well because of um, technical difficulties. And we figured that the movie was good <laughs> enough that we should re- actually make a recording of it. Um, because it seems to be, like, an overlooked classic that I feel like sort of the Jean-Claude Van Damme hate has clouded over how it's such a good movie. And normally I'm with the Jean-Claude Van Damme hate. I'm not a big fan of him, but, like, watching this again kind of turned me around. Not only on just, you know, that movie, but on kind of Jean-Claude Van Damme in in general, you know. Like, his cheesiness is, is sort of awesome.
0: Yeah, he had, like, a... Oh, I can... How do I turn myself down so I don't hear myself through this? Mm. I can hear myself through yours.
1: Through my speakers? Yeah. It's weird. It shouldn't be feeding back.
0: Mm. Or is it through, is it through mine? It could, How's that? Yeah. Oh, is that better? Nope. Hello? I think that's better
1: oh you, you, yeah did you leave mix? you know what it was is it was coming you were listening to the live broadcast through, you were in the um Mixler room so you were actually hearing it feedback like two seconds later after it was being broadcast to the Mixler
0: okay let's try that okay this is great that's good I, I can't hear myself now that's
1: yeah good. cool
0: right. <laughs> I, I sound fucking horrible so I, don't, I hate you Oh, there's nothing worse oh. than
1: hearing yourself man it's it's so hard I spent like When I started making YouTube videos, it was really, really... That was, like, the hardest thing to get over was, you know, I would record the video and then record narration over top of it and then edit it to what I wanted. And it was just, like, so hard hearing yourself over and over again, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was saying that starting with Hard Target, he did, like, a bunch of movies with all of the Asian action directors that came over. Like all at the same time, so like his he had like a run of like three or four movies, which are, I think, are pretty solid now, and nobody nobody liked them at the time, but right, like Hard Target, and then he did, I think he did Maximum Risk next, where he's like like plays twins, right, for Ringo, for Ringo Lamb, who's who's pretty good, and then then he did two, two movies with Troy, I think it's Troy or Sorry Hark, right Troy Hark, I'm sure I butchered that, but. He did Double Team and Knock Off, which Double Team is one of my personal favorites.
1: I, you know, I haven't seen that. We're going to have to put that in oh. the mix.
0: Because it's uh, him and uh, Dennis Rodman.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. that We can't, Vers- we can't not see versus, that.
0: Again. Versus Mickey Rourke.
1: Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and the Tiger. Yeah, there's no way we can't <laughs> not watch that. And, and that was like... 90s train wreck Mickey Rourke too. I mean, oh yeah, yeah.
0: He, he's, he looks like he's a mess. Yeah, <laughs> he looks, that's no, he's, awesome. He's he's, he's Jack, but he is a mess. <laughs> he looks right. like
1: a mess. Right, you know, like that's 90s, you know, freaking in between takes doing crystal meth with the Hell's Angels, Mickey Rourke,
0: and like and being a boxer or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I think I mean I, I mean in my personal favorites, I'm pretty sure this is my top Jean Claude. So I don't know. I don't
1: know way you would put it but uh, i you know I'm, I'm gonna have to say it's pretty it's pretty up there and like i said like we said in the first one i i don't care i i liked the street fighter movie i thought it was just <laughs> like over the top awful so it was yeah. like fun for me to watch how over the top awful it was yeah yeah um but that being said that you know as far as actual composition wise this is definitely his best you know and it, and it's because of the john woo influence um, and yeah. that, you know that was when John Woo was like pretty much the king of the action movie, um, and nobody yeah. in America had even really seen a movie like that before. You know,
0: yeah, it's like a legit movie. Whether, whereas like I would say like Cyborg is one of my favorites uh, of Jean Claude's as well, but it's it's like it's a terrible movie like Street Fighter, right? But, like cyborg i just i ride hard for cyborg all the time right but
1: it it is it's if you look (laughs) at it like okay this is going to be some sort of cinematic masterpiece it's terrible but if you look at it like hey this is just going to be something fun that is going to be something that i can like laugh at Then it's a great movie yeah yeah
0: yeah so it's like but hard time is like legit (laughs) legit good so
1: yeah um and so we did,
0: well, we did we did We Hard Boiled last week so we should probably maybe compare the two because they follow each other basically
1: right um, well the first thing is that the plot in Hard Target is much much more cohesive than the plot in Hard Boiled uh, you <laughs> yes know, and you know like I talked about how I was surprised by Hard Boiled at how intricate the, the plot was especially for an, an action movie you know the plot of Hard Target is pretty straightforward you know there's a yeah. chick looking for her father, and, you know, of course her father got mixed up in something nefarious, and Jean-Claude comes in to save the day.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's basically the most dangerous game in New Orleans, John Woo style.
1: Yeah, so. yeah, and I and like you know, the whole, there's a, a group of people who hunt humans, is definitely a very long-running theme in um i i think it probably even supersedes movies and people were writing about it in uh like you know, books and stuff in the
0: 1800s i think i think yeah supersedes because it was actually being done at some point so yeah
1: right <laughs> right which is a little creepy but yeah it definitely was
0: and so uh so yeah compared to the hard, i mean if you're watching Hardborn and Target* back to back until like almost similar shots and compositions and scenarios are basically ripped off, ripped from hard boiled and put into hard target
1: over yeah and, uh, like a lot of the um what one of the things that John Woo is really famous for is like the action hero improvising with his environment is used a lot in hard it's really used in hard boiled but it's also used in hard target you know like where if you, in you know he rides the motorcycle for exa- example and into the Car or in like hard boiled where uh, he's using the car door to shield himself and wheel wheeling the car along so that it's his you know rolling shield or whatever.
0: Yeah, like yeah. During one sequence, it's like ripped right from hard boiled because I don't know if you remember from hard boiled, but the the one female cop is with the babies, and I think she, I think she has a baby, and like the one guy comes up and goes, "Oh, you you fucking bitch," and. She slaps him, right. I think, and then he pulls out a gun, I think. But then she pulls out a gun, and, like shoots him like forty times. Right. And basically, it happens in Hard Target as well when like somebody jumps around the corner and g- catches like Yancy Butler at the end. Yeah. And she's like, and again, it's like, "Oh, you stupid bitch!" And then she shoots him like ten times. Times. Right. Okay. It's, like, it's it's like cool. legit, like the same exact like shot and like scenario and everything.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, again, I I like how uh, jean Claude's kind of generic accent sort of works as like okay yeah he could maybe be cajun you know like (laughs) and like since the general public doesn't have a real familiarity with like a a really hardcore cajun accent it's like okay yeah that could work and i mean like it kind of does now wilford Brimley like nails the freaking swamp rat cajun accent
0: yeah, you think you think Jean Claude's doing alright, but then you run into Wilfred Brimley and you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That- Jean Claude's barely doing anything.
1: Right. And then you're like, Oh yeah, that's what occasion accent <laughs> is actually supposed to sound like <clears throat> Um, you know and it actually kinda it kinda made me wonder, like I, I, I wonder what Wilfred Brimley was like as a young actor. Like I can't think of any old movies that he was in. Like my only familiarity with him is that he always played like the old guy, you know.
0: Yeah, I don't remember him like from when he was. Yeah, I don't remember anything from before like nineteen eighties TV shows and right having having diabetes diabetes.
1: And yeah, and doing the, the commercials and stuff like that
0: for for type two diabetes. Yeah, uh,
1: I mean, I guess I guess he's never like I mean, and I'm not I'm not super into old movies, but I do enjoy older you know older films. It's not like I'm not versed in that and i just can't ever remember seeing him anything maybe maybe he's just not in the movies i like like i'm really big into like old Kerry grant movies old paul newman movies and he just wasn't an in any of those you know
0: yeah i'm not sure let me look him up while we're talking and see i'm sure it's, he's one of those guys where like when you see him when he was young he still looked old right <laughs>
1: right <laughs> right um yeah there's definitely there's definitely a few actors like that who have just like always played the old guy and it was like holy god how can this guy even still be alive you know like Betty White for example but of course Betty White I've seen movies with Betty White when she was like a hot young actress like back in the 40s yeah what's
0: the the earliest I I know him from is is right and that's 80 and that's 82 and even then I mean he looked a little younger then. For right sure.
1: here's an interesting piece of trivia about the thing did you know that um you know there's like a scientific research facility in Antarctica and when that the, there's a tradition that like you know they go in shifts like in, you know they go stay down there for three months and then another shift comes down in, in those three months and whenever they're all together, when the new shift comes and the old shift's outgoing, they have a tradition where they all watch the thing together.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, I say, you were gonna say they all get together and test each other's blood just to make sure? sure.
1: No, no. <laughs> they have like a party, and you know, they're, they're, and part of the party is that they all have to sit and watch the thing.
0: That's awesome. That's yeah. Did you ever see the new thing? No, I never saw it. It looked, it looked horrible. So yeah, I,
1: I, I, I saw that they remade it, but i have a real problem when they remake really good classic mu- movies um, and they don't
0: really like well it's like a sequel slash remake almost i think right because i think it's supposed to take place before the thing but kind of it's it's one of those weird things where it's like almost like it's a it's a remake and a, a prequel, prequel or something.
1: right like it's not exactly the story
0: yeah, it's it's basically the thing, but then they're like they, they just named everybody like the uh, this what was it this Norwegians, right? I'm not sure though, so I never saw it. So I'm just talking out of my ass, basically.
1: Right, right. Now I did see the remake of The Gambler, which I despised, um, but just because I love I didn't see that. I love the original James Caan movie. I thought that was so good, and. Like it was one of those things that, to be fair, if you had never seen the original movie, the new remake with Mark Wahlberg wasn't that bad. But yeah, you know, if you saw the original with James Caan, then you're like, well, this is just a you know like a shadow of the original movie, and they, they changed yeah. very very little. It's almost scene for scene the same movie. With oh really? Yeah, like but just you know like everything's modernized and it's Mark Wahlberg instead of, uh you know like, instead of um James Caan.
0: Isn't he like an English teacher in that? Yes. What is he what Yes, is he he's, a, okay. he's
1: a he's lit prof- a literature professor. I
0: was like, like it's like it's bad enough like you can barely buy James Con as a lit professor. Right. But Mark like but Marky Mark. Yeah. I don't think so. No.
1: No. And, uh, <laughs> well and you know, it's weird too because even in Hey you, guys,
0: do you like books? Right hey guy?
1: Right. And and the other thing too is that like, I don't know. James Caan plays somebody who is a tough guy way better than Mark Wahlberg, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like Marky Mark, but, like, some roles, I don't know, just...
1: Yeah, and, and, I, and I mean, that's, that's true, too. It's not that I dislike Mark, Marky Mark's uh, career. He's, I think he's done some really good movies, but I think he should stick to doing movies that somebody hasn't already done better, <laughs> you know? <laughs> true.
0: <laughs> true. Did you ever see the speaking of kind of the John Woo connection? Did you ever see the Corrupter?
1: Mm, I don't think so.
0: Because it's a him and Yun Fat.
1: And see, and, it, and I immediately when you said that, I thought, oh, that's a Yun Fat movie. But if I saw it, it was a long time ago. You know.
0: Yeah, Bucky Mark and him in San Francisco in Chinatown. It's pretty good. I think it's pretty underrated for nice. sure.
1: Yeah, i have to. I'll definitely have to check that out.
0: It's got like like a good Chow Yun Fat English performance, which you don't have much many of. Right,
1: right. Well, uh, you know, and I think that I think that was his big problem was that he just you know he just doesn't have the language skills to get away with it, and he he doesn't have like, a, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, the actors who have crossed over who got away with it, like say Jackie Chan or Arnold Schwarzenegger. They had, like, something else going on. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was a brick house, So it was like, well, we'll forgive him uh, that he can't really speak English because he's a brick house, and so that makes for a good mm-hmm. movie. Or like Jack, G- Jackie Chan, it's like, oh, well, he does all these crazy stunts in Kung Fu, so we'll forgive him, and we'll just sort of make it charming that he can't speak English very well. Whereas Chow mm-hmm. Yun-Fat is kind of like, well, you know, he's a really good actor, but he's a really good actor, like, as far as giving dialogue and stuff in Chinese, so it's like there's nothing really else for him to get other than, you know, that he was awesome in some Chinese movies.
0: Yeah, he, like, I don't know, he's, like, he's so weird because, like, he he looks good, too, I think. He's, like, a good-looking guy, too, so I'm shocked he didn't do better over here even even if he was getting right. like good scripts. But like, and he, was but a he, good,
1: he was a good-looking guy, and he had that whole sort of... Um, like borderline cocky without being cocky self-assurance that a lot of yeah. your great action stars have had you know
0: yeah he had like a movie star quality so i'm, I'm i just don't understand how he didn't translate it just didn't work out for him right <clears throat> i think he might have just missed the boat a little bit and i think he was just a little too old yeah once he came over yeah i mean he wasn't that old but he was just old enough that. I don't know. Right,
1: and I mean, and he was fantastic in Crouching high, Tiger, Hidden <laughs> Dragon, and I mean, everybody in America saw that. So, yeah. Um, but like, even that was kind of after the boat had been passed. You know, like I mean, well, we had been watching that style of movie for fifteen years by the time it came out. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember when that came out that we were talking. We talked about last time, but we can talk about more when that came out. Like, even Tarantino was like, "Yeah, Crouching Tiger is fine." But here's Iron Monkey from ten years ago. Right, right. So he put he put it, he put out Iron Monkey, which is like one of the greatest kung fu movies, and just like oh shit, yeah,
1: <laughs> like, yeah, you know, um,
0: like 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 Crutch and Tiger is all like nice and lyrical and poetic and stuff, but Iron Monkey is just fucking batshit kung fu crazy, and Donnie Yen and fucking
1: right, awesome. you know, you know what I actually always thought would make a really good kind of like if an American. Um, director stole it and and, like modernized it and actually made it like a gun gunfighter movie is um shogun assassin uh you you know like well and i guess i guess tarantino kind of did that with um kill bill you know i mean like it's it's seriously heavily referenced in in kill bill but like i could see like that whole story being well with like you know like a gangster and they kill his wife and the only thing that's left is his kid so, he t- you know, he trains to kid, this kid to be, like, the ultimate gunfighter. And then they go and kill a whole rival gang or whatever. Like, I could see that, like, translating really well.
0: Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know why they don't take that and, yeah, ruin the shit out of it. Yeah, why not, you know?
1: <laughs> it's not like anything else is sacred.
0: I know, exactly. It's like, we might as well try to, like, something like that would be cool.
1: Right, um, although I I kind of have a problem with mainstream Hollywood right now anyway, just because it seems like they've gotten in this superhero rut, um, you know. And there there still are movies that are getting good, but I think that the audiences are starting to wear out. I mean, I'm a comic book geek. I mean, me and you have been collecting comic books since we were ten years old, and I'm kind of yeah, like yeah. again, you know, like I <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, think like every 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 Marvel or DC movie is like everybody's always like, oh, are you going to see it? Well, yeah. It's right. Like, you know, like, I'm going to see like, it. It's like, sounds like you don't want to see it. It's like, well, yeah, but I I feel obligated.
1: Right. Um, But uh, to be fair, at least with Marvel, Disney's done a pretty good job of staying pretty true to the comic books, or at least the feel of each superhero, you know?
0: Yeah, I think they're pretty, they're pretty good for the most part. It's like, yeah, I mean, they're pretty standard good. I don't know. Like, There's a lot of CG in it, so when you're watching a lot of stuff, you're like, oh, that's a cool action sequence. I know all of it's CG or most of it. Right. So that's always kind of, that's always in the back of your mind kind of sometimes when you're watching that. Is for me at least.
1: Yeah, well, and then there's another thing with Hard Target that we were commenting on with Hard Boiled was it was refreshing to see all of that actual stuntman live action. You know, we really blew the fucking house up in the end, you know?
0: yeah, yeah. yeah like High target they blow up that fucking wolf of brindley's house yeah see it. it's amazing and it's just i mean <laughs> it's just
1: epic you know or the, the the part that we discussed in the first time we talked about it how amazing it was when he stood on the freaking motorcycle shooting at the truck crashes the motorcycle in yeah. the truck flips over it and then the truck explodes like that's what i want to see from it. movies
0: you know and you can tell it's all done live with no CG and no effects. Sure, you can tell it's an obvious stunt man half the time, but yeah. I don't fucking care. But that's that,
1: yeah. Who cares? You know, I mean, you know that they they actually did that and that that somebody yeah. really went out and put his life on the line for it. You know,
0: I would love to see the outtakes of that, like like w- like one continuous like how they actually did it though, because it looks like like it looks like they legit did it with the stunt guy. You know, yeah, like,
1: like the guy was like, "Yeah, I'll do it. Fuck it."
0: You know <laughs> yeah because yeah, it looks like he's just like when they cut back to the one shot it's like obviously it's that man like bowling over the, the right van. right like, it's like and there's the well and you can tell it's
1: you know i mean that you, like you said that there's really no other way to set that up like with wires or anything um because yeah. it was panned out you know it was pulled out so far it was like well i don't think there was cranes or
0: there's nothing yeah yeah
1: you know and, and it's just like wow that's just some guy who's really good at his job
0: yes um, try to find that guy try to find that stunt guy
1: Yeah. there was actually a pretty cool little highlight reel that was going around reddit a couple weeks ago about um, Buster Keaton and how he was like the greatest stuntman that ever, like everybody refers to him as this great comedian and he was and it said like the whole theme of it was everybody remembers Buster Keaton was a great comedian but really he's one of the greatest stuntmen that ever lived and it showed all this stuff that he did and it was just like, he's so lucky he didn't die, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, basically Jackie Chan basically ripped him off every chance he got. So. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> which is fine. Yeah, and, Buster- I mean,
1: and it's fine because, uh, you know, 70 years later or whatever, but yeah, you can see the serious Buster Keaton influence on Jackie Chan. Yeah.
0: I think, I forget which one. I think it's Safety Last is where Buster Keaton's hanging from the... Is that Buster Keaton? It's Harold Lloyd. Oh shit. Um, I'm gonna get my film school card revoked if I don't know. Yeah, who. seriously. <laughs> if I if I get this two fucking oh my God, who is that? Safety. I don't know my silent film guys, so Right. Well Very I know well. that the big
1: one that he's really famous for is where he was like the the front of the house falls. And he's like standing perfectly where the window is, and it falls around him. And they say that that's the most dangerous stunt ever done in Hollywood history. And that you know like the insurance company like pulled out when they found out he was going to do it, and like the director said, "Don't do it. We'll you know we'll just put a mannequin there, and then like cut back really quick." And he was like, "No, it's going to look super fake. I'm doing it."
0: Yeah, it was Harold Lloyd who was in Safety Last, where he hangs off the hangs off the clock in the very top of the building yeah and jackie chan like did that on, a, on one of his movies i'm not sure which one he did but he <laughs> but he actually fell <laughs> in, oh. like in like and practically killed himself I oh think.
1: wow <laughs> yeah i you know i've i've wa- i've kind of wanted to get into the the like super vintage silent hollywood because it, it's just so neat to see some of that you know like If somebody suggested that they do that today in this day and age they'd be like there's no way you're doing that you know what I mean but it was like back then it was such a new medium that you know they were like okay well if you're willing to do it I guess we're gonna we're willing to drop the fucking house on you you know (laughs) exactly but yeah it's funny we had a really crazy guy at work and I mean like (laughs) it's so funny because like the guy won't say anything at all for eight hours at a time and then when he does say something like it's so far out of left field you know like he, he sat for four hours and literally said zero like nothing he said no words at all and then we mm-hmm. put on a movie And, like, out of nowhere, he goes, yeah, you know, my favorite movies are Buster Keaton movies. That guy was a real comedic (laughs) genius. And then that's, like, all he said, and that was it. And I'm like, holy shit, man. (laughs) You know, like, good on you for even knowing who Buster Keaton is. He's been dead for 50 years, or if not longer. I mean, he's probably been dead for close to 70 years now. I was like, that's freaking amazing. And, so, like, I actually went back and kind of watched. I didn't watch any of his actual movies, but I watched a bunch of clips and stuff that... That he did and it was kind of like wow he really was amazing um yeah you know and and to be able to be like that funny without having the ability to talk at all is i think something that's really lost and that, that guys like jackie chan are some of the very few people now who still kind of acknowledge that you can get away with doing that you know
0: yeah yeah i mean i haven't seen a good jackie Chan movie in a while though so no
1: he's i mean he's definitely gotten staler but you know like i'm saying like there's other than him i can't really think of anybody else who who really has said i'm gonna actually use like my body to be part of the comedy you know it just seems like it's kind of a lost art you know
0: yeah, it's, yeah, I haven't seen anything like that that would really come, that comes to mind recently. Like, all the comedies are just, like, super talky anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's all based on witty dialogue.
0: And, like, improv.
1: Right. Yeah. And, I mean, and that's okay. It's definitely, it's not like I dislike that. It's just, I think that there's always, like, another avenue that you can take that sometimes actors get into a rut and don't really do.
0: Yeah, so they, yeah, they, they kind of rely on just, like, jabbering instead of just like emoting yeah or like just letting something just be said with like a face facial expression or something
1: yeah yeah absolutely now uh there's a couple there's a couple women actors who are very good with the facial expressions with being able to say something that without without saying it uh that i really kind of admire yeah um like like, I mean I, I love Anna Kendrick so I mean we already discussed how much I love her but, but <laughs> she seems like you know she's really kind of good at that of you know like she'll give a line of dialogue but the fact that she's got this kind of deadpan look on her face actually makes the dialogue a be- little bit better you know
0: yeah that's yeah I'd say that probably the females nowadays are probably better at that than the men
1: yeah absolutely I mean Anna, Anna Ferris is another good example of that.
0: Um, FRS. and honestly like, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler yes pretty, yeah pretty fantastic at that too
1: yeah Tina Fey is very good like have you seen Unbreakable the show on Netflix
0: oh the Unbreakable Kimi Schmidt yes yeah yeah I saw the first season okay. I think I saw the second season too the,
1: the second season Tina Fey plays a psychologist and she's freaking amazing in it um
0: i don't think i've seen that one Then, yeah
1: yeah no she is she is so awesome like i mean i've always liked tina fey as a comedic actress but whenever i saw her portrayal like she plays this the whole uh like her whole gimmick i guess is that she's like by day she's like this super serious like typical psychologist woman but as soon as like five o'clock rolls around she starts drinking and she's a multiple personality so like, drunk Tina Fey is, like, the polar opposite of sober Tina Fey. And they don't even remember each other, but they hate each other. Um, you know, <laughs> so, like, during the day, you know, Tina Fey will be talking about how you shouldn't freaking go too wild and, and do all this thing. And then, like, as soon as 5 o'clock rolls around, she'll start drinking and then go strip on a bar in a random, you know, like, and just do all this. It's it's really, really, really funny how well she delivers on it.
0: That's awesome. Have you seen uh, actually one new, I think newer comedy was, was that I liked was Popstar? Yes. I think Andy, Andy Samberg. Andy, Andy Samberg I think is pretty good with his kind of just facial.
1: Yeah, he definitely does well with his uh, facial expressions. He actually played a bit part in a movie I saw today called Take the Ten, um, and he was the funniest part of the movie, absolutely. <laughs> Um, and, I mean, the, mo- and the movie wasn't that bad. It kind of seemed like a ripoff of the uh, old 90s movie Go. Uh,
0: okay. But,
1: yeah. you know, he plays he plays the main character's, like, loser older brother, uh, who just basically sits around and, like, makes YouTube videos, you know. And, like, it starts with the guys, like, sleeping. Um, and, he like, Andy Sandberg like, comes in and whacks him, and then was like, hey, man, your face looks like my asshole. And then, like, runs off, and it's just, like, fantastic.
0: <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds horrible
1: <laughs> yeah it's. I mean it is kind of horrible but at least it was sort of funny like the rest of it I just yeah. kept thinking like this is the movie go but not quite as funny or as wittily delivered the characters aren't that good
0: <laughs> awesome uh,
1: yeah but I think that's a new yeah. Netflix original
0: uh, okay All right. Uh, how much time do we got left? We got- we're,
1: th- we're actually at 30 minutes right now Okay. Twenty nine minutes, and we've talked like maybe four minutes about hard target. And we haven't World mentioned. Hard yeah, we haven't hard uh, die hard at all. Die hard was awesome.
0: <laughs> it's it's not really like die hard, so uh, there's that.
1: Yeah, it's it's the only die hard ability is that a lot of bad guys get killed. Yeah, it's like one against of. him. Yeah. Now next week's movie, high risk slash meltdown, is extremely die hard like. Uh, so we'll definitely be able to make some comparisons there.
0: Nice. And supposedly, have you have you watched it yet? Yes. Yes. Supposedly, that the one character is is Jackie Chan. Yes,
1: absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is funny because then after this movie, we can watch the movie that's kind of making fun of him for, which is City Hunter, okay. which is also a a Die esque movie. Nice. It's like Die Hard on like a on like a cruise ship. So
1: oh, okay, cool.
0: And that movie, actually, that movie—if if we can find it—it's it's awesome because it has a Street Fighter sequence in it. Oh, nice! And the Street Fighter sequence in that blows the entire movie of Street Fighter away. Awesome. When you see it, it's going—it's—it's. It's, but that's in like a couple of weeks. Obviously, right. we'll yeah. watch that one. <laughs> no,
1: that's cool. Well, I'll I'll find it. I I've been renting them, uh, on Amazon. And yeah. um, the nice thing about Amazon is I can actually rent that, rent it, put it on my phone. And kind of like watch it whenever I am, you know, doing something else, or not really doing something else, or like, you know, when I'm in the car or whatever, you know.
0: Yeah, I found it on DVD on Amazon for like a penny, for like, and like three bucks shipping. So I was like, well, I can either rent it off Amazon standard, or I can get widescreen at least for the same amount. Yeah,
1: for the, I think it's actually that's a little less. I think it was four dollars to rent on Amazon. I can't remember exactly how much I paid for it, but.
0: So it's basically the same, but then I could get uh, widescreen instead.
1: Nice. And it actually should be two DVDs, too. What's that? I think it's two DVDs.
0: I just got one. Oh,
1: okay. So So never mind. I I, I want (laughs) to say, look, whenever I was looking at it, that it said it was a two DVD set.
0: Um, yeah, I, there, there was like four different versions. Right.
1: Well, I was going to say that too. I mean, it's actually got, good. you know, the, when I first looked at it, it was called Meltdown. And then when I was looking at it some more, it was called High Risk. And I was like, what?
0: Yeah, this one's called Meltdown. So we'll see when I watch the title what happens. If right, it pops right. Up High Risk or what.
1: Um, but yeah, but it is very, it is very Die Hard-like. I mean, and I, I believe it's actually deliberately parroting Die Hard.
0: Yeah, I think when I read the description, it's like, it says it's like Speed and Die Hard. It's trying to... Making fun of those, or right, in, in the vein of those movies, so
1: right, and it's Maybe. funny. I watched it with a group of people, and um, like, there's actually a group of people who uh, helped me with this pod. They help me with this podcast that are into the podcast. Um, now, none of them want to be on the podcast because I've tried <laughs> and said, "Hey, you know, it doesn't have to just be two of us. Anybody can be on the podcast, um, and it would actually be yeah. cool to actually have three people sometimes." And they don't want anything to do with that but they will like sit and make notes and it was uh, like definitely right down the middle um the the, you could tell like the people who kind of have our sense of humor who like enjoy stuff that's stupid just for the sake of its stupidity and the other people who are like totally offended by it because people are like (laughs) what is the matter with you (laughs) you know (laughs) Um, but we'll talk about that next week hi cool so great. Uh-huh. Um, I will upload this to the SoundCloud and um, check us out. We're every Monday night, uh, 10 p.m. ish, Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific ish ish. So the- <laughs> um, and- I guess we should explain
0: that that's that's because you're on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast, so that's why we both kind of.
1: Yeah, we actually ought to do some. We ought to do some sort of backstory about like why we have credentials to do this. Is that we've <laughs> been, you know, that we've been friends for oh my god I guess we've been friends for over 30 years now which is a little scary but uh and we've always kind of been into movies together and Trevor's always been the bigger movie guy but I've always really enjoyed him because of my friendship with Trevor which is something I'm always thankful for
0: yeah and you're always fun to talk to about movies so right
1: and we've always we've always enjoyed talking about movies together so we figured we might as well do like a half hour podcast
0: yes and you're the only one willing to do one with me (laughs)
1: right Right. and uh, (laughs) i have i have a couple a couple of friends who are willing to do it but it's like they're willing to do it in theory and like every week i send them i'm like okay well this is the movie that we're gonna watch and they're like oh okay you know and then they don't do it you know so we'll see eventually (laughs) like i said eventually they'll show up
0: yeah after a couple more i'll I'll see if i can find somebody around here maybe that will finally, jump on boy for like a a guest a guest speaker or something so, right so.
1: yeah and that would be pretty awesome um, and <laughs> uh, like because of I'm so on such a kick I think at one point we're gonna have to at least watch one or two John Neely's films um, because we, yes. uh, you know it's the whole action film uh, genre and it, it's kind of hard to to cover action films without at least doing a couple of his movies you know um, because he's like the ultimate action writer.
0: Yeah, there's got to be something that's pretty
1: diehard esque.
0: Yeah, I think maybe extreme prejudice. Yeah,
1: um, and I would I think... even say that you could maybe even throw Red Dawn in there a little bit, but not really. Just in the fact that you know it's underdogs against an overwhelming uh, force.
0: But, Plus, Red Dawn is like is 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 about to become like a how-to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: right, <laughs> right. Yeah, we got it's, it's gonna become
0: an instruction manual after a while. Right.
1: Eventually, we're gonna be like overrun by fascists. It seems like there's really no. We don't really have a choice in the matter anymore. So.
0: <laughs> all right. on
1: the fascist note. Let's stop before <laughs> it gets ridiculous. So, all right. All right. <laughs>